It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from the heartland, where investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Paranoid Banker Podcast. All right, so you bring up an interesting point that we're seeing now in the marketplace. And actually, we've been seeing this um, in the market for, I don't know, going on three years, probably, uh, to an extent. And I think we're seeing it now exclusively, it's now exclusively, to an extent, um, I'm gonna grab this, because this is actually, uh, to an extent, um, you've been seeing it now for about three years, and you're seeing it pretty much exclusively now. And what I'm referring to is basing all of your all of your decision in buying a property on what will happen to it, what the projections are in the future. Okay, so all selling to you now, all convincing, all. Uh, reasons for you to be involved in uh, the investment is really all based on what's going to happen in the future or what the projections are that will happen in the future. Now I'm talking about multifamily now, okay? And now I know what I just said is, uh, I guess has to has to partly be the case. I mean, we're, we're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to make an investment in something unless you've got at least an idea in your mind on how this will play out, okay? So what I'm saying so far might sound a little strange because uh, we're all using that to, um, to an extent. Uh, what's gonna happen in the future with the property, what do we think is going to happen when we invest in it, when we take over, when we buy it, and what's gonna happen when we move forward, okay? So that's part and parcel of what we're going to be thinking of doing anyway, but, but, there is now no reference to track record. What's it done in the past? How's it operated the last two years, four years, five years? How have things gone? We're not talking about that anymore. Have you noticed this? You should be noticing this because now all investment decision-making is based on what is called in the market um, value add. So it's all based on, okay, we're going to buy this thing, and it doesn't really matter how it's done in the past, because here's all of the magic wands we're going to wave when we take over and buy it. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, our process, our thinking, our strategy is so good. Here's what's going to happen, okay? That's what it's all based on. We're not talking anymore about how the property's done in the past. Uh, property, location, demographic, economics within the area over the last four, five, ten years. No one's having those discussions anymore. You've had to have noticed this. Okay? It's all about 
what we're going to target. Oh, once we take over, here's our target. So here's an example that I just pulled off of my pile. This is from the fine folks at Realty Mogul. Realty Mogul. Now, uh, Realty Mogul is probably a very good company. This is what they sent me in an email. Uh, I'm sure they are a good company, and I'm not picking on them at all. This is just an example of what I get and what is being sold out there in the multifamily market in the current state that the multifamily market is in. So these folks at Realty Mogul, which I believe is a non-publicly traded real estate investment trust, I believe that's the case. I may be wrong. If you know, let me know. Send me an email. Message me. Let me know. Um, but here's, here, here's what I want you to see here. What's their target return? Target return. See that? I'm showing it to the folks on video. If you're listening on audio, I just showed the 16.2% target internal rate of return, target return on this property. Now, here's the interesting thing with this property. There's hardly any information on track record. There's hardly any information on here's what's happened in the past. It's all about target. Once we take over, okay, and I submit to you, this is a very speculative way to invest in an apartment community. What we think is going to happen. So let me tell you what I do. Now, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm not saying that my that everything I, that I'm doing talking about here is foolproof. I just want to tell you what I do, which I think is super important. So I go back in time at least two, three years, up to five years, and I see what's going on, and I develop a trend analysis, and I go through that whole process, and that information is also, sh also shared with anyone that gets involved in this with me. So I think you've got to have a big picture with this stuff. Not just, okay, let's see how it goes out of the starting block. I want, I want a flavor of what the hell has been happening over the last few years here. What's been going on? How has it been doing? Why do we think it's going to do so much better? And of course, the conversation is always, well, we'll basically raise rents, we'll reduce expenses, we'll put some money in, we'll make the landscaping look prettier, and <clears throat> and I'm oversimplifying just for effect, of course. But that's that's kind of, that's pretty much what it is. So now all you see out there, I shouldn't say all, it's it's an exaggeration, but it's close, is what's the target return? What's our target? So right out of the starting blocks is really all you're talking about, which really means, well, if everything goes great, the planets align, things match up just perfect, and everything goes off without a hitch. Here's what's going to happen. A couple secrets for you guys, a couple secrets for you. Number one, on paper, everything looks great. <clears throat> on paper, there is no business plan, there's no pro forma, there's no target internal rate of return, there's nothing like that looks, that looks bad on paper. On paper, it always looks good. But in real life, real world economic climates, 
that are subject to a shit ton of change, it's a lot different. I bet they're not factoring in things like pandemic in here. I bet they're not factoring things like moratorium in here. I bet they're not factoring things in like uh, property tax increases, realistic, increases in expenses and inflation and insurance. Well, yeah, they probably got a spreadsheet that increases everything a percent a month, percent a year, maybe once one and a half, two percent a year, something like that. Do you see where I'm going with this? So what you really want to be thinking here and what you really want to have as part of your due diligence in terms of, <clears throat> in my opinion, where you want to get involved, you want to get involved in something, all right, no, let me back up. Getting involved in something like this, I have no problem with. I mean, I have these, these projects come along too. So we purchased one in July, we purchased one last October, uh, but we talked about all the track record before. All right, we looked, we went back in time a long way. Then we forwarded to where it was where we bought it, and then we, we at least, you know, um, put together a, an idea of at least a plan of what the future could look like if, if we're like halfway decent at what we're doing. But we relied a lot on the past. <clears throat> That's my point here. We relied on how strong foundationally, foundationally, these properties have been in the past. With this stuff, you have no idea. You don't know. You're just hoping it works out right out of the starting block. So what you want to be thinking of here, whether you're purchasing a property for yourself, you're going to own it, run it, maybe landlord it, and you're going to do that. Um, whether you're going to get involved in a partnership, maybe an active or passive, maybe you're going to be a passive investor, uh, you want to be looking at track record. I'll give you an example. Hold on a second. <clears throat> All right, I'm back. I stepped away just for a second to grab an example. So, like, here's an example. This is our holdings catalog. So, how is this different? Then what Realty Mogul has here with their target IRR Woods of Ridgemar property. How is this different? Well, right out of the starting blocks. Here's, here's what we're going to do. Target return 16.2%. Everything works right out of the starting blocks. This is what we're going to do. This is 10 to 15 years of track record in here first. Then we talk about what we think is going to happen in the future. So I'll just turn to one of them. So here's one of our units, Valley High. It tells you what's happened the first year, the second year we've owned it, and what we've had since we've owned the property that, that an investor would be owning. So look at the difference here. With this, we give people an idea of how it's gone so far over the last Let's see, we purchased this in 2011. So what is that, 10 years? Yeah, so over the last 10 years, geez, was it 2011? Yeah, over the last 10 years, you got an idea what's been going on over the last 10 years. So you know going in, okay, there's at least some foundation here for me to make some decisions. It's not just, Holy shit, I hope it all works out. Because, but see, now you know what's happened in the past. 
right? Uh, I'll just turn to another one here. Waterford Arms, here's another one. We've had this since 2008, 08. So now you get an idea how things have gone with the Waterford since 2008. Do you see the difference here? <clears throat> this is how and why one of the main reasons I actually established our flagship fund is because I wanted investors to get involved in properties with track record. I mean, you all they're already owned, they're already being managed, things are already running down the road here. We, we're really not looking to hope of re, we're not looking for the hope of reinvention for things to work out. We've already got track record. Now that's never to say that every single one of our properties is unbelievably fantastic and fabulous and just knocks it out of the park. No, no, that's not the case. But we are relying on different kinds of fundamentals in making those decisions, which is one of the main reasons why I established the flagship fund, which is only open, by the way, um, for investors to get involved in in March and September. I mean, that's it. You got like a month window and that's it. It's not like open. It's not like, oh, I hope we find something. It's there existing with a foundation, with track record, ready to go. So that if an investor wants to look at how uh, one of our commercial properties has been doing, the 100 Business Center, they got an idea. We've owned this one since 08. You can find out. Well, I got it right here. Okay, so um, look, I'm not saying <clears throat> that this is crap and this is like gold. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is you need to be thinking about this. You need to be thinking as part of your decision-making process, does it make sense to jump into something that we hope works out? We hope all, see all these little stars, you know, target return and target cash on cash, all those stars are there for, they're basically there to tell you, uh, this is kind of what we're hoping is going to work out. We don't guarantee a damn thing. Anything can happen. That's pretty much what those stars mean. Same with us. It's not like I guarantee anything. We don't promise anything. Okay. But we've got track record. Track record. Um, with these assets. We have track record as a company, too. I got track record over the years. Hell, 30 plus. But... See, this is, here's another one, let's just see here. Okay, uh, I don't know, I don't know, Jacqueline Corner, I don't know, let's look at this one. Here's 48 units, we've owned this since 2007, you know, and it tells you what you want to know. Uh, and then we talk about what we think is going to be happening in the future with properties that are already owned, managed, track record, and that gives you an idea. Now, of course, we're always trying to add to our catalog. And so when we do that, some of this might come into play, but there's a big difference here. There's a big difference. And as an investor that is thinking logically about this, don't just get talked into or think yourself into starting blocks 
is what you want to use and then moving forward. No, no. You want to be looking at something that has track record, that's operating with track record, that will continue to operate with track record as a possibility when you get involved in investing in. Okay, it's something you need to think about. It's something that you need to know is the case, especially in this highly overpriced market that we're in. So again, like here's an example. You want to go in overpriced? I'm not saying it is, but my guess is if it's being marketed, it's not like it being bought at a discount. Um, or something that's all been purchased and owned for years. I don't know. I'm just saying that it's something you need to be thinking of as you're considering which multifamily properties to get involved in. There is no right or wrong answer here, folks. That's not what I'm telling you, and that's not what I'm telling you. I'm just saying you got to give this some thought here with this when you're thinking about this, okay? All right. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com.